0: Proverbs chapter one. Well, obviously you can tell it is a it's a busy season at Eastside Baptist Church. I encourage you, in instead of uh, dreading the busyness and dreading the uh, all the extra times maybe that you you have to be here, or all the different things that are coming up, look at it as a as an opportunity to in, invest in, in eternal things. And so you know, we, we just had the youth rally, and you know, we asked for donations for that. And it, a lot of people helped with that and, and put a lot into that. We have VBS coming up, and there are prizes to sign up for, snacks to make. There are, are lessons to prepare for, and all kinds of stuff going into that. We have camp coming up and costs that come with that. And, and even, even now, we, we still have some that, that would like to go to camp that necessarily can't afford it. And so if you can help with that, come, come talk to me. It'd be a, a huge help uh, to cut some costs down for the church and for them and to make a way to go to, go to camp. Um, but don't, don't look at it as, as an opportunity just for another thing to add to your plate or, or just busyness. Look at, look at it as an opportunity to invest. And investing in kids' lives at VBS, you will never regret that. There, there are 11, 12 kids who, like Brother Chad said, are going to heaven now because of your investment last year. And, and there are more probably that, that, are, that are waiting uh, to be reached even this week. And so don't, don't dread the busyness. Don't, don't dread some of the burden that comes from that. Look, look at as, it as an opportunity for you to get involved in investing into spiritual and eternal things. All right, let's, let's go ahead and stand. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. In the youth class, we've been in Proverbs for the last... It uh, Feels like year, but I think it's probably only been about four or five months, and it's really been a, a blessing to me. And so I want to just share. I've already shared some some truths from from that series. I'm going to share one of those tonight that that is a help, at least to me. So let's let's begin reading in verse 20, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20. As we go through, li- listen to the the sense of urgency that's in this text. It says, "Wisdom crieth without." She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. She uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called... And ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not, all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early. But they shall not find me, for they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Let's pray. God, I'm thankful for the day and just thankful for the opportunity to be in your house and to be encouraged by each other, to be encouraged by the songs that we've already got to sing, and especially even that last one, uh, to, to let uh, you have your way with us. And that really even just goes well with the message that we would let you have your way with us and that we, we wouldn't be filled with our way. And I pray that that'll be even on our hearts and minds as we get into this text, as we try and uh, get what you have for us tonight. I pray that you'll help us to clear our hearts and our minds of our way, the things that are, uh, could be a distraction to us, the things that are in our hearts and minds. I pray you help us to clear those things out so we can clearly hear from you. It's your name, I pray. Amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. I read a quote this week that said this delay always breeds danger. Delay always breeds danger. Delay is something that if you're like me, then you are a master of. You're a master of delay, of procrastination. But if you, if you delay for too long, it, it will always breed danger. It will always breed consequences that, that you don't want. If you delay getting the car maintenance and, and, and you delay taking it to the garage, uh, shout out to the garage, uh, if you don't do that, you, you, could loo- you could lose an engine, a transmission, Uh, other things in your car. If you delay fixing something at your house, you could risk making it a much bigger problem. If you delay working out or exercising, it's convicting, uh, then you won't lose the weight you need to, you won't won't get into shape that you need to. If you delay that project at work or at school, you you risk not getting it done, you risk failing a grade, you risk getting fired. Um, Some teenagers learned this week that if you delay putting on sunscreen, you will get burned and get burned bad and you will start shedding skin like a snake, and it's not good. Um, I see some of you are a little bit more red than, uh, than you were last week. But the, the time to get your oil changed is now. The, the time to fix that leak is now. The time to get healthy is now. The time to put on sunscreen is before you get burned. The best time to think about wisdom for your life is now. You, you should not delay putting on and applying wisdom because it could save you from getting a lot of sunburns down the road. And maybe you're like me, you you don't like the feeling of sunscreen, and you you don't want to take the the time to apply it, the smell is bad. But even worse than the discomfort of sunscreen is the pain of a sunburn, and and it's not fun. Worse than the time and and the discipline that it takes to, to seek and apply wisdom is the regret and the pain that comes from not applying wisdom in a certain area of your life. Delay always breeds danger. The time for wisdom is now. The time for wisdom is today. So the teens, the teens know, the teens probably know this definition of wisdom. And I've talked a little bit about it before, but it's been a little, little while since I preached. And you probably don't remember what was preached on, on Sunday. And so I'll remind you now. Wisdom, wisdom is the skill of moral living. It's the skill that you need to have a successful life, a blessed life. I, I heard it put this way. Wisdom is the practical application of God's truth to a specific situation. God's wisdom always starts with the fear of the Lord. There are countless verses in Proverbs, even here in this chapter, that, that say that, that wisdom starts with, with a relationship with the Lord. It starts with your fear of the Lord. It, it starts with His truth. In and of ourselves, we don't, we don't have the wisdom that we need for the situations and the circumstances of our life, for the relationships that come into our lives, for the responsibilities that we have. We don't have the wisdom in and of ourselves that, that we need. And in fact, God says that our wisdom, our thoughts, our ways always lead to death and destruction. It leads to, to danger, at least to danger in our life, and that's why we need wisdom. The time for wisdom is now. So right from the get-go, I encourage you to to look at the sense of urgency that's in this text. Let's look at verse 20 again. It says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words. This passage is is using personification. It's trying to get us to, to think of wisdom like it's a person, a person named Wisdom. So Wisdom is calling for everyone that that would listen, everyone that would hear. She's not using her inside voice or or trying to be quiet about it. She's doing everything that she can to get these people to listen to her plea. You think of it like a a tornado siren. A tornado siren is loud, it's piercing, and it's calling for you to, to act quickly there, there's a sense of urgency when you hear a tornado siren. Unless you're from Oklahoma, then that's just really a call that brings everyone together, and you go watch the storm. Um, but the, the Bible would call those people fools. I, I am one of them. Um, but but that that's the sense of urgency. A, a tornado siren is calling for you to to get to safety. There's danger ahead, and and it's calling for action. And and that's that's what Lady Wisdom is calling for here. Calling for you. To to anyone that will listen, she's calling in the streets, talking in the streets where everyone would be walking or driving. She's crying in the chief places of concourse where everyone would do their business, like a, a town square where a lot of people would gather. She's crying at the gate where a lot of people would be entering the city. She's going everywhere she can in the city trying to get this message across to choose wisdom, to listen to wisdom. What this is telling us is that, that wisdom is for everyone. Wisdom is for anyone who will apply it, who will listen to it. It's not for a select group of people. It's not for one race or for one gender. It's not just for smart people or, or old people. It's not just for the rich or for the poor. Wisdom is for everyone. Wisdom isn't just limited to adults. It's for you, young person. It's for the, the kids in this room. You don't have to wait until you're older to have wisdom. You can have it right now. You can apply wisdom to your life right now. And in fact, you need to apply wisdom right now in your life, you desperately need it. Wisdom isn't for a select group of people, it's for everyone. But it's also not bound to one place. Wisdom, wisdom was crying all over the city. It's not just found, found or used at church or, or in the temple. You don't, just, you don't just make decisions or act in a wise way at church, at least I hope not. It's not just about church. Wisdom is for everything you do. It's for everywhere you go. It's for for every relationship that you have. Parents, you need wisdom as you interact with your kids. Kids, as you interact with your parents, you need wisdom. As you interact with your siblings, you, you desperately need wisdom. Husbands, wives, you need God's wisdom for your marriage. Teenagers, you need wisdom with your friends and the things that you talk about, the, the conversations that you have. We need wisdom for, for how we deal with social media and our phones and the, the dangers that, that can come from that, the things that you like, the things that you watch. You need wisdom for the entertainment that you, that you put before you. Wisdom is for work and how you, how you go about handling your, your coworkers and, and how hard you work. You, you need wisdom for every area of your life. Wisdom is for everyone and it should be applied to every area of your life. There isn't an area or, or a relationship in your life that doesn't need wisdom. Without applying God's wisdom to our lives, we're bound to be burned in, in different areas and in relationships in our lives. Because again, our natural tendency is to follow our own way. And God says that that way ends in death. It ends in destruction. Look at verse 22. This is, this is wisdom's message. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Wisdom, and, and today, God is trying to get the attention of the simple ones, or the fools, Now, this doesn't mean dumb people or people that that aren't smart, which I I would be one of them, but wisdom wisdom is calling out to people who who are not listening, people who who aren't paying attention to wisdom, people who who are making wrong choices, people on the verge of getting burned for not using God's wisdom in some relationship or some situation, and that's probably all of us in, in some area of our life. Wisdom is calling to the scorners, people, people who are wise in their own eyes, people who think they know what's best for them, not what God thinks is best for them. I have a feeling there, there's probably some in this room that would be in one of those categories. In fact, I, I would, again, imagine that every one of us have an area in our life that, that we are struggling to, to follow God's way rather than, rather than our own. Maybe you haven't been paying attention to wisdom. Maybe you've been neglecting God's word, your relationship with the Lord. You haven't been paying attention to the preaching or or applying it to your life. Maybe you're making some pretty poor choices. You've let some things in your life that shouldn't be there. You've been responding to different people, different situations in your own wisdom, and you've gotten burned. You you've messed up a relationship. You've made a mistake. You think your way is best. You want to do your thing and not God's thing. Listen, God is calling out to you right now to just turn back. Turn back to his way, to the way of wisdom. Again, in verse 23, it says, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. God is calling for us to make a change, to turn, to repent, to repent. And we always think we have more time than we do to change, to get right in some area, especially teenagers. You, you think you have all the time in the world to change, to get serious, to start your relationship with the Lord, to, to get things right in your life because you're young. But that's not always the case. I, I've told you this several times, but I'm going to remind you as much as I can that in the youth group that I grew up in, about this, the same size as, as this youth group, three young people have already died, and, and they, they, are no longer, they are no longer here, all, all around my age. You don't have as much time as you think. So just like wisdom, I, I, I want to ask you, how long are you going to keep going your own way? How, how long are you going to try, try your, your way of, of living, your wisdom? How long are you going to do your own thing? Adults, how, how long are you going to keep trying to figure out your marriage, your kids, your job, your finances, your life, in your own wisdom? How, how many times are you going to get burned? How, how many times do you have to get burned to, to, to turn back, to repent? God wants you to turn back at his reproof. He wants you to repent. At, at some point, we, we all have to come to a time when you say, okay, I, I need to get right? I need to stop nurturing the love that I have for for wrong living, for simple pleasures. Stop trying to do things my way and just listen to the words of wisdom. Just get back to a right relationship with God and his word because God wants to help you. God loves you and God will pour out his spirit to you. He isn't trying to hide his will. He isn't trying to hide his way from you. He just wants you to forsake yours first and seek him. It's right here. We have everything that we need. We have God's way right here in his word. And he just wants us to turn from our way and turn to his way. But why? Why should, why should you repent? Why should you forsake your way and go to God's way? Well, because the consequences for ignoring wisdom and foolish living are inevitable. Look at, look at verse 24. Verse 24. Again, this is wisdom talking. It says, because I have called and he refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but he have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. You know this this sounds harsh, but it's it's really not. God is trying to tell us that if if you reject wisdom and you, you go in your own way, then you are going to face the consequences for your actions. It's the law of sowing and reaping. You, you can't mock and, and scorn the way of wisdom and the fear of the Lord and expect to reap the, the blessings and, and the joyous life that comes from, from God. You, you can't sow your own way and expect to reap God's blessings. It doesn't work that way. Wisdom is trying to wake you up to the consequences of living as a fool, living your, your own way. When you've followed your own ways, when you've disregarded wisdom in a relationship with the Lord, then what you dread will will catch up to you. It'll be like a storm. It'll be like that whirlwind. It's like a tornado. You waited too long to listen to to that tornado siren. Listening to what it was trying to tell you and now now your whole life is in upheaval. You're going to wish that you would listen. When when you forget to put on sunscreen and you get burned, you you always wish you'd put it on before. You'll say, I, I wish I paid attention to the preaching, to the people that tried to tell me. It, it, it seems cold and heartless, but, but the text is just being honest. It's almost like a shock statement, trying to get us to wake up. Because there will come a time when you need wisdom to get out of a mess, to get out of a mess that, that, you, that you've made for yourself and, and you won't have it. There will come a situation too big for you to handle, and you'll need to reap a, a right response, but you haven't sown God's wisdom. And before you think God, God is being harsh... You have to remember what he said in Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's how God designed it. God is not going to be mocked. God is not going to be a liar if, if, this, if this didn't apply to you. It, this applies to, to every situation of our life. We will reap what we sow. But you can make a mess of your life and God will forgive you. And I'm so thankful for that. You can be restored to a right relationship with him. You you can't go so far that that God can't reach you and restore fellowship with him. And and I'm so thankful for that truth. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to live with the consequences of your decisions, of your choices, the consequences for for your own way. There are still consequences even for, for forgiven sin, Look at verse 29, it says, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Hate is something that you are opposed to, something that, that you can't stand. It's ugly to you. You don't want to have anything to do with it. You, you mock it. The foolish find the ways of wisdom, find the ways of the Lord unappealing. It's not attractive. And, and instead they find that their ways are attractive or, or something else has their love in, instead of wisdom, instead of God's word. And many times this, it's where we get ourselves into trouble. We, we start to put our affections on, on things that, that are not God-honoring, that don't line up with God's way, that don't line up with the way of wisdom, and it decreases our love for the right things. We, we love our way so much. We, we love the, the, the pleasure that the sin is giving us in, in this season. We love it so much that the God's way of wisdom has become unappealing. It becomes a threat to our way. And, and we want our way. God's way doesn't look appealing at all. But in the second half of that, second half of that verse, know this. You're not just ignoring wisdom or, or good principles. Ultimately, it's a rejection of God himself. Because the fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of wisdom. It's not a problem with others. It's, it's a problem with God. Teens, when you, when you get mad at your parents and, and you, you don't listen to them, it isn't just disobedience to them, it's disobedience to God. Adults, when you, when you get frustrated at someone who, who is trying to help you, someone who's trying to give you a warning, giving you some, some advice from God's word that you don't like, maybe it's another church member or, or a pastor, it, it, it's not a rejection of them, it's rejection of God and his word. It's a rejection of God's way and accepting the way of folly. The way of folly will will always give us a a sense of of security, but it always ends in loss. Look at verse 31. It says, Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. When we choose what feels right to us, what seems right in the moment, it, it feels good. It's it's satisfying for for a season, it's filling to us, but sooner or later that emptiness is going to come up. We're going to pay for the consequences of that foolishness. And what we thought was so good is going to end up going to end up destroying us. It's going to end up slaying us. How many countless people have have fallen to that lie? Cain said, My my sacrifice will be accepted, even though it's not necessarily what God wanted. I know what is best. I I know I know what, what God would want. And Cain turned a deaf ear to wisdom and he ended up killing his brother. And later, when, when he faced the consequences for his his own way of wisdom, he said, he said that his punishment, the consequences for his wisdom, was more than he could bear. How about Lot? God delivered Lot once from Sodom and Gomorrah, but then he went right back to it because it's what he wanted. That's what he thought was best. And as a result, Lot lost his wife and family. He vexed his own soul. He regretted it, but he brought it on himself for choosing his own way. Samson, Samson left the wisdom of his parents. He, he disregarded the way that he was raised, disregarded the ways of the Lord, all for, for a couple women. He lost his life because he, he chose his own way instead of God's way. The people of Noah's day mocked, mocked Noah and rejected his message, rejected wisdom, and they were destroyed in the flood. But Noah was saved by choosing God's way. And we have that same choice in front of us. Look at verse 33. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Listening to wisdom will bring safety and peace in your life. Listening to wisdom will spare your life. If you listen to the preaching, we get week, week in and week out. If you will prioritize a relationship with the Lord and read your Bible and apply it, it will spare your life. You will be spared from a lot of dangers and, and, a, and, and a lot of things in your life that, that you would regret. Don't, don't delay wisdom. Don't delay wisdom. Because God, God's blessings are waiting for you if you will choose, choose his way. But I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clear on this. This, this isn't health, health and wealth, it's not health and wealth gospel. It's not a name it, claim it. Okay, if you, if you will listen and apply the principles of wisdom to your life, you will be spared from the consequences of a life lived your own way. But you, you won't be spared from the circumstances of life. Like a car wreck, a sick loved one, a death in the family, and some pretty major disappointments. And there, there are a lot of people who, who try God's way who will who will start to start to make right choices, but then something like that happens? They get sick, or or a loved one gets sick, or or something happens in their life, and they think, okay, I, I tried I tried God's wisdom, but it's it's not working. And at this the, the the slightest sign of a roadblock, then they just go back to, to their own way. But why why would you want to add to to some of the the hurt or or the the disappointments that can come from circumstances of life by adding on the consequences of a life lived for self. It's better to live with wisdom now than to live with regret later. Choose wisdom, choose God's way. You'll have his presence through through those circumstances in life. Don't add add to the circumstances by, by picking the consequences, by choosing your own way. Don't delay wisdom because it will always breed danger. There, there's a saying that I always heard from my dad and my papa growing up. And it's been really helpful for me and you, you, you may have heard it before too. There are two pains in life, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. You will either go through the discipline that it takes to seek wisdom right now by reading God's word, by coming to church, by, by seeking what he wants for you in your life and applying it, or you'll go through the pain of regret Facing the consequences for, for listening to yourself and your own wisdom. What, what areas do you need to apply God's wisdom to? I, I, could, get really, I could get really specific, and, and we could probably be here for, for a long time, trying to go through our lives and thinking of, of each situation that we need God's wisdom, but we, we need it in every area of our lives. So hu- husbands and wives, are you, are you following God's wisdom when it comes to your marriage? Embracing the roles that, that God has given you. Parents, are, are you following God's way of wisdom when it comes to raising, raising your children? Kids, are you, are you choosing God's wisdom when it comes to how you respond to your parents, how you obey your parents? Teens, are you, are you listening to God's wisdom or, or the things that come from, comes from your friends, from the culture right now? Are you, are you, are you listening to God's wisdom or, or some other voice? Or, or are we listening to the culture, what the culture is trying to tell us, are we listening to the voice of wisdom and God and his word? To everyone in the room, are you following God's way of wisdom when it comes to your finances, to your job, to your choice of entertainment, to your relationship with those in this room? Now, I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm preaching to someone right now that is, is trying to go in their own direction. Someone who, who knows what, they should be doing but is delaying. There's someone right now trying to live their life the way that they want and with their wisdom. God's wisdom says don't don't go in that direction. I'm I'm trying to give you a warning. Turn back. Repent. Don't go down that road. He's trying to save you from a lot of regret down the road, trying to save you from getting burned. There there are two turns that are used in this passage. And that's turning back to wisdom, repenting, turning back to God and getting getting right with God. Or it's this simple, turning away from wisdom and soon facing the consequences of their decisions, living with regret. What's it gonna be for you tonight? Are you going to just leave here and turn back to your own way of wisdom and the things that, that you want the things that that you desire, the things that please you? Or are you going to turn back and repent and and apply God's wisdom to your life? Don't delay God's wisdom. Apply it tonight. Because delay always breeds danger. If you delay God's wisdom, it's going to bring danger and consequences in your life. But if you apply God's wisdom, it's right there. He, He wants to pour it out to you he wants you to know wisdom. So, apply God's wisdom. Don't delay. Delay always breeds danger. Let's stand as we prepare for invitation. I'm going to pray and then give you an opportunity to respond. God, I'm thankful for this truth, and, and I, I know it's, it's simple and it, it's not deep, but I do know that, that there, are, there are areas in my life where I need to, forsake my way, and get on board, get on board with your program. And, and I'm thankful, God, that you, you, you don't make your way, your will complicated for us, and that if we will just seek it, we'll turn from our way and seek you, that you you want to pour it out to us, you want to show us your way, you want to bless us, if we'll just seek it and forsake our way. And so tonight, I pray that you help us to, um, to search our hearts, to search our lives, to see if there is an area a relationship, um, some place in our life that we are, are listening to ourselves, that we're choosing our own way rather than your way. And I pray that you'd be honored by our response and I pray you help us to, to leave here changed. In Jesus' name, amen.